Hi, this is Keaton, and this is The West Noise, again. It's been a very good week. It is Friday. I've been listening to a lot of good music this week. Seeger Rose has helped with the snow that has been constantly falling. New Brockhampton today. New Nerd today. New 1975 album today. I'm going to pass on the Eminem. I'm going to pass on the G-Eazy. I'm going to pass on the Jeezy. But, yeah, things are really good. Christmas is very soon, and I'm definitely feeling that. And that relates to our guest today, Shannon Soderlund, a very kind singer who released her Christmas album a couple weeks ago. She's got a really interesting background, and the album is really unique in that most of it's a cappella, actually. I hope whatever holiday you're celebrating, if you are celebrating one, works out and you get to spend time with the people who matter most to you and the things are looking up i'm feeling thankful right now so yeah here is my conversation with shannon soderland actually follow through with it but. Yep. Yep. so you made a lovely christmas album i did and thank you for saying it's that so <laughs> great because i am a christmas fanatic myself so i i always love to hear new christmas music and it's really really unique oh thank you like it's not a typical album like i really like i didn't even it's it's one of those albums where even though a lot of it's acapella like you don't even realize that uh-huh. like there aren't instruments because the voices are enough to like fill that so kudos it's oh, wonderful thank thanks so what made you want to make a christmas album uh well it started well it started with a love of christmas obviously but mm-hmm. um two years ago uh in 2015 i sort of on a whim um recorded a four-part harmony it wasn't four-part it was three-part harmony video of good king lunches list Mm -hmm. in um it was in an odd meter i think it's in five i can't remember if it's in five or seven i think it's in five um and and that's it it ended up being on the album but i recorded this like the i think the last day of november and because i was really excited about christmas and advent was starting (laughs) soon and uh, I just put it up on Facebook and said something like, should I do one of these every day? Totally not knowing what I was getting myself into. So I I ended up making a new video um, that year in 2015. I, I called it Odd Metered Christmas. I made a video every almost every day um, on, from November 30th to December 25th. And all of those songs were in odd meters. It was just like, it's actually a, a surprisingly easy transition uh, for for songs that are like a lot of Christmas carols are really simple, right? Um, and we all know them really, really well. So if you just kind of like put them on their head a little bit, yeah, I was uh, I went to like sing along a couple of the first times through, and I'm like, wait, hold on, <laughs> like I got to speed this up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like that. That is like a very I think like familiar and kind of comforting way to listen to. Oh 
you know, like they're that the music is that way, it's mm-hmm. familiar and comforting. And so being able to change it a little bit by change, just, I mean, I wasn't even doing crazy things with the harmonies. Like harmony is always fun, but but the odd metered stuff always uh, kind of adds. I don't know. It adds a new element that that was very enjoyable. So that was a challenge for 2015. Um, then 2016, I did that again, except I dropped the odd meter thing and incorporated a couple more people and actually planned it out instead of instead of doing it. I, I was recording a video every single day in 2015 and oh. spending probably like two to four hours a, a night <laughs> on those music videos. And I mean, they're all pretty short, but it, it you know, trying to sing a song in 11-8 um, can sometimes take a little while. So, um, so yeah, so it was, I planned it a little bit more in 2016, incorporated more friends and um, did some more stripped down stuff and um, more songs in 4-4. And, um, and the response for both years was just like really great. People really loved it. Everyone loves Christmas songs. Very, Everybody. I should say very, very few people do not <laughs> like Christmas songs. Um, my husband is actually one of those people. He doesn't really love oh, to listen on. to Christmas songs until like the 24th or so. But he has made an exception. I start back in I'm like, like <laughs> I start in like mid September. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I uh, I there's a legendary tale of me breaking <laughs> um breaking a a light in October because I was dancing to Christmas music that was very like <laughs> you know me. one of those really like uh, Manhattan steamroller kind of um or Manheim Steamroller, that's what it's called, mm-hmm. sort of songs, like right. big and kind of brassy, like, yeah, um, those are aggressive, and, yeah, I was dancing to one of those kinds of songs, and the ceilings were lower than I thought, and I definitely <laughs> punched, punched my hand through a light in the kitchen, <laughs> and had to admit to my husband that I had been listening to Christmas music in October, and it caused that's, me to, that's to out of the, cheer, though, it, there was no, there was <laughs> yeah. no animosity there, I'm usually, uh, Michael Bublé's Christmas album is uh, my holy grail, I would say. I, li- oh, I yeah. listen to that almost always throughout yeah. the year. Okay. So you're happy with I'm... how it turned out, I assume? Yeah, it was It was kind of... It, it was a weird thing to record all this music in August, essentially, when, when that happens. Like, I after the two years of doing this, we were talking about, like, you know, people have said I should make an album, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to do a Kickstarter... And that happened in July. Was it July? I think it was July. And maybe it was June. No, I think it was June. Um, And then after the Kickstarter got funded, I started the recording process because I wanted to get everything out in time for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was recording these songs in August. And that, to me, it did feel a little bit weird to be walking to the studio (laughs) in shorts and and singing Christmas songs. Um, So, and it's not... Like I've been thinking about it since uh, since the end of the like since since I've been like I have the album now and I'm sending it out to people and and I I think that as a, as an artist I need to record these in Christmas from now on because right now I like I, I feel like I'm all Christmas out in terms of like me producing <laughs> Christmas music which is like not the way I want to feel in December so that was that was an interesting revelation that I wasn't I wasn't really expecting but but I am really happy with it to, to actually Good. answer your question I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out um I worked with Tom Gardner Riff Studios who is just super amazing um and um I've done a lot of like at-home recording which has been 
we've gotten really wonderful results, but it was just a really fun thing to be able to be in the studio for, for this. So that's awesome. Quite a delight. So you, you said this started with a, with being a big fan of Christmas. Why do you look so fondly on it? Do you, did you have a really good Christmas upbringing or has it just always connected? Like what, what kind of Christmas things? Well, (laughs) technically, so my family was a, uh, uh, a f- kind of semi-traveling missionary band. Like my my parents, yeah, we like we played. Um, we we had a couple different things that we did, but we like my dad played guitar and my mom played. Um, still plays guitar. My mom plays uh, keyboard. My oh. brother was on the drums at that time, and my sister was played bass, and we all wow. kind of, like. Yeah, like I, I did percussion and and played penny whistles and things, and we all sang. So um, <laughs> that's like the family background I come from. But then that's funny. It's like, like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've like been told many times that we're like a partridge family, even though I haven't really listened to. It's a little bit of an older cultural reference than I really get, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but we hear that quite a bit. Um, but so my parents had a program that they did um called the light of christmas it was an advent based um performance essentially that that we would take around to churches starting in like mid-november and i think we we recorded an album called the light of christmas with you know a bunch of advent sort of it was kind of kind of themed by like advent weeks so like the first Mm -hmm. week you have the prophets and the second week you have the um, angels in the third week you have the shepherds in the fourth week you have the um wise men i think i think that's the progression if i'm recalling correctly and um so the the songs are kind of grouped by those themes and we took this performance out into the world probably so starting in like 96 i want to say but we we i grew up in the pacific northwest and that's where we mostly toured but we also went to europe and wow. and uh took it all around um yeah like england and France and Germany. We went to um, we went to the Ukraine. Um, we did like it, it, oh, was, it was wow. a it was a cool little little production, and it was mostly us like singing things and quoting Bible verses, and it was a, it was a cool little program. But that was like a huge part of my growing up and what the Christmas season kind of meant from the time I was gosh, from the time I was like seven at least. I think we made the album when I was six or seven. And we kind of stopped doing the Advent program when I was in high school, I think. So it was like, you know, a big part of my formative years. And it was actually one of the songs off of that album that I broke the Christmas or the broke the the kitchen light (laughs) in October. (laughs) Would you say you're still in tune with that sort of idea? Like, like religion, is that still like prominent not only in you but like christmas like would you say that's still like an emphasis around it um i think that's well you know it's the reason for the season (laughs) (laughs) keep keep the christ yes 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 and no like my my faith has changed in in um a lot of ways since i was little like i'm in a slightly different i grew up in a a conservative baptist tradition and Mm -hmm. now i'm on the um, elca which is an evangelical evangelical lutheran church side of things so i like kind of went to a more liturgical but um but more um socially liberal i guess uh interpretation of of faith which um and for a long time i like 
I was really avoiding saying that I was religious at all, but now I'm kind of more inclined to why, say Why yes, do you say that? Why would you avoid it? Oh, just um, just because of the – there was a long time where I was like, well, I don't totally agree with what my parents believe, and I just kind of left it in that and didn't really want to think through it very much. And so mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't want to be associated with certain certain beliefs that are held in the – specifically the evangelical Christian community. Um so for a while, I kind of just didn't want to really pigeonhole myself, I guess, right. in that way. But but I've come to realize that it's just it's you know it's a, it's an important part of um, my upbringing, and it's an important part of my life. I sing in a church choir um, here in uh, New York um, every Sunday during the during the church year. That's awesome. And um, and it's you know it's a really important part of of my life and there's still some things that I I'm not sure how or if I agree with them but I think that's all part of the process and I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm willing to say yes that's part of the process and that's that's cool but I can I can definitely relate to that having like when when you grow up with this very specific system and then you you have to figure out on your own like pick apart what you find to be accurate or not like I I grew up in yeah. a catholic home so mm. Catholicism is very different, but, um, like there's a, there's a lot of very rigorous, I don't want to say like demands or even rigorous is a bit tough, but like a lot of things that are set in stone that like when you, when you grow up around that, you're like, okay, that's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. And then it's just strange when like one day that clicks in your head that maybe like, it doesn't have to be just because your parents believe the same thing. So I feel you there. I'm, I'm definitely in more of a limbo type area with religion where I, I'm not even mm-hmm. on a track I would say but yeah mm-hmm. I, I, def, I definitely understand that it's interesting yeah. so it's an interesting part of uh, growing up Christmas media Christmas media yes let's let's break it down let's start with music do you have any favorite you know let's say let's do this what is your favorite if you can do this Christmas song and performance you say you love oh. Christmas so I'm testing you Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't even have a favorite color. I don't can't pick a favorite <laughs> song. Um, let me think though. This is big time. I'm, I'm. I got a lot of footholds in Christmas, so. <laughs> I just. I really don't think I can pick. I can't pick one. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe sometimes it's not necessary to pick one. Can you can you pick an album? Can you pick a Christmas artist? Can you, oh, a lyric. Um, I, I really love, this is so silly, but I really love Babyface's Christmas album. What? I, yeah. Really? It's like, it's so not, and I mean, there are so many that I, that I love to pieces, like, the, um, like Charlie Brown Christmas, of so course. wonderful, total classic. I, you know, like, I love all of the classics, but there's, and, and even, wow. so, like, like Babyface, Baby that's, like, like, that's what I grew up, like, that's what I feel like is, like, decorating the tree music like r&b like, really yeah like it's oh it's if you haven't heard it i've so i've i've heard so like wonderful. babyface sing christmas music on the radio i think a couple mm-hmm. times but i've never like yep. sat down and my listened dad picked it up at like ross or something <laughs> one year and it just became part of our christmas <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> along with like kenny g it was like kenny g, kenny g. i know i know right <laughs> like i'm so anti-kenny like he's he is a really a uh, you know, he does his work that <laughs> He's funny, Kenny but G. his Christmas 
problems are, are, um, <laughs> yeah, they, again, they're part of my, like, childhood nostalgia. <laughs> so, uh, or even, like, there's a Kenny G song on, um, the, the revamped Miracle on 34th Street, and it just, it, you know, it's very, it's very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Babyface and Kenny G. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I would not have guessed. Either know, of those they're names. Not, they're not good choices. I'm no, I don't know. I'll I'll have to listen to Babyface this year and see how Slayer writes. Yeah, the, oh my gosh, I have that album memorized. There's one. <laughs> there's an original song on there that I don't like, and all the rest of them are, are just you know classic, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and little I have a I have a least favorite, uh, a least favorite there you go. song. If you want to hear that, Little Drummer Boy cannot stand. Yeah, uh, never been a fan. Yeah, it's just not like I, most people don't really like it. But then there's enough people around apparently. That they're just like, oh yes, little drummer boy. Or maybe it's just like we should play it because it's just been there. <laughs> maybe I I've met like one or two advocates for little drummer boy, <laughs> but and for for a while I was doing my videos, people were requesting songs, and I think once or twice it came up, and I was no. just like, pretended, you know, pretended I didn't see it. <laughs> but, <laughs> All right, so we can mutually agree on what we don't like. I'm, I'm, I will listen to Babyface by the twenty fifth. Yeah, and there is, there is a little drummer boy on there, but Ugh. you know, if you can skip it if you have to. Hey, Babyface has has a beautiful voice though, so I'm not gonna hate. Yes. All right, you pass the music test. Movies, <laughs> Christmas movies. Are, uh, are you into it? Yes and no. Okay. Um, only, only no because I, um, don't. I don't watch a lot of movies these days, but like ones that have been important in the past are obvious. Well, the the revamped Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, mm-hmm. as I said, mentioned the Kenny G influence on that part. That was that was another one. shout out to Kenny. Yep, uh, that was that was one that I really loved growing up. Um, I really love Elf too. Like I've had a deep desire to watch Elf for the last like two weeks, and you know, I haven't. And I need to figure out a way to do it. Elf has never really resonated with me, and I feel like an outlier. Really? Because yeah, I, I feel I was noticing this year just how into Elf people are. Like, everybody loves Elf. The other day. Like everybody I know thinks Elf is like the bomb, and I don't know. Maybe I just haven't watched it in a few years, but. Something about it just kind of was off, but huh. interesting. Yeah. It's very silly. It's super silly, but it's very quotable. Yes, I that think is that's true. One I'll of, give that's that. one of its main virtues. Is how how inherently quotable it is. Now, what about some classics? We got Charlie Brown Christmas. You said you were into that. We got How the like, Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just. I could go forever. So just. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. There, there wasn't too much that we would watch like year after year. I feel like Miracle on 34th Street was the big one because we actually owned it. Um, but I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of other classics. Like, um, oh, I just had the title in my head—the one with the the guy and the. That's not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> the one with the, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. That's what I'm thinking. That is my Christmas Eve tradition. See. I'm a very traditional family. Like every year, every Christmas Eve, we all sit down and watch It's a Wonderful Life and cry because it's just, it is seriously a perfect movie. It is just such a wonderful, heartfelt film. And then every Christmas day, I wake up at like 6 a.m. and I watch A Christmas Story by myself. 
every year. And then like and then we just have it on repeat. That is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> I only watch it on Christmas. I do not watch it any other day of the entire year. So I just completely go for it on the day. Okay, so Kenny G still made his way. I can understand that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, too, um, like, Harry Potter movies, actually. Like, I really? feel like we end up going through the, yeah, I don't know if it's just because they, like, always end up having Christmas in the movies, but that's, like, that <laughs> seems to be a thing that happens around Christmas time, is we just go through the, I can see that. the you know, the eight movies. So, well, good for Harry. Not specifically Christmas, but it is kind of, like, it's part of that, that season. I feel, I can feel you. Do you have any plans this year for Christmas? Yes, we're going to be going back to Ooh. the Pacific Northwest to hang out with my family, which will be Oh boy. Fun. You guys going to sing and travel? Oh, probably. <laughs> we're probably not going to travel, but Do you guys like sing can. just like alone? Like you just carol by yourselves? Um, Cuz that's pretty cool if so. Not very free. Usually it's like uh, we we have like had sessions where like the entire family just breaks out in song because my mom's whole family is very musical, and um, so we'll be having you know if we have big gatherings at my parents' house for example, the my mom's sisters and their mother and um, uh, my uncle plays the piano. It was like somebody will break out you know a hymn book with three <laughs> page to the the songs. This this has stopped happening as much as my parents' piano has gotten more and more out of tune, but <laughs> it used to be a thing where you'd like sit down and play through, you know, like Angels Over on High or something like that. People would pick harmonies and just, you know, kind of go at it. Um but we'll have to we might have to, to break out that tradition again this year. Do it. I think it's been it's been Do a it. minute. So, yeah. Have you guys been getting snow at all? No. Not, not, not in the city. Um, I'm in Michigan, and I've had snow twice all year, and it's oh yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, I was, I was noticing that today. It's gotten, it's getting cold on and off, like oh yeah, but oh, but yeah. it's really not. Yeah, it hasn't snowed yet. It snowed today actually, and I thought that was wow. really fitting considering the interview today. So there it just go. it gave me a gave me some hope. <laughs> Yeah, it's either like fifty degrees or like twenty degrees, and I I never really know. So yeah, it's very up and down here too. I just all I want is Christmas snow. I just want snow on Christmas Day, and then I can oh, I can feel. I'm happy. not even I'm not even hoping for that because oh <laughs> growing, growing up in the Seattle area like that, and that's where we're gonna be like on on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, I know that it's not gonna be snowing. <laughs> like there, I think there's maybe like one or two. Christmases growing up that we had snow, but it was just so infrequent. Um, if we got snow, it always ended up, you know, being in January, February. Aww. So, but but it's been it's been really nice being it. We've been in New York for the last five years, and and most Christmases it's it's you know it's pretty wintry. So. Yeah, how do you like New York? How did you end up going there? I mean, I've I've been there twice, and I like uh-huh. fell in love with it, and I'd like to live there one day, but I've always found it to be like unreasonable but like just i just i've just because i've never really sat down and found out the logistics of it because you know all like stigmas of it are just like apartments are like three million dollars so like how did you say i'm going to new york well uh my husband and i were in montana and he was finishing up his um master's degree and i was 
considering applying to graduate schools, but kind of had decided that I wanted to um, sing jazz. <laughs> I was in a jazz combo there, and I we at, at one point we kind of like settled on like well we could we could either move to New York City, which is my my husband grew up upstate, and okay. so he has friends that you know live here, and his parents are nearby. Or we could move back to Seattle. Those are kind of the two options we were mm-hmm. looking at. And since I was interested in jazz, uh, New York seemed like the logical option. So there's there's a very small jazz scene in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, and very like very lovely. But uh, New York is kind of the New York or LA, and I could never convince my husband to move to California. So <laughs> New York was kind of kind of the spot. So uh, we decided to come out here. It took a little. While we ended up staying with his parents for a month or two while we were looking for jobs, um, and finally found jobs and moved out to the city, and that's so exciting. Um, yeah, and and then through that process, I like started singing jazz a little bit, and after about a year and a half, I kind of veered off of the jazz into more like singer songwriter pop rock territory. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the the jazz dream is like not really a thing. I still love, love the jazz scene in the city. It's wonderful. But I decided that songwriting was more, more my vibe and, um, that I couldn't do two things at once. So I picked songwriting. What other, Uh, we've been, that's, that's, I'm very happy for you. I'm jealous, but I'm very happy. I hope I can. (laughs) The other, the other thing about, about living in New York, the, the not fun having a day job part of things, (laughs) um, is that, Jobs tend to pay better in the city. So even though the cost of living is, it's definitely higher. Right. Um, it's balanced out a little bit by the type of jobs that you can find and the type of money you can make. Like even, you know, service industry jobs tend to be a lot more um, lucrative than they are That's in good. other places. So, uh, you know, you just, you figure out a way to make it work. Well, that's awesome. That sounds yeah. like a nice little dream. Do you want to stay there? <laughs> stay in New York? Um, not forever. Um, yeah, not forever. It's a, it's. I don't know how long we'll be here. Probably for at least the next like five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think that we've been here for five years already. But wow. Um, but it's not a very friendly place to grow old in. In my, I can see experience. that. Like it's just not. Like, even the subway system doesn't have, like, Ugh. much in the way of handicap. It's just, like, it's so busy all the time. And mm-hmm. having that for for part of your life, for me, is, like, very appealing. But it's not going to be something I'm going to want forever. I could see that, yeah. Because it's yeah. just, it's hectic. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. said, I only went twice. and But I spent, like, the whole day from the morning to the end. And, like, there was never a moment in any store, any sidewalk where it wasn't just crazy completely Mm -hmm. yeah you get used to just seeing you know millions of people (laughs) or at least i don't even know how many people i i pass by on my way to work every morning it's just it's crazy that's overwhelming but yeah and you just you just get used to it and that's why nobody talks to anybody on because you have to deal with so many people that you (laughs) kind of just you're just numb you know yeah you just kind of have to like do your own thing so how did how did you get into like decide to do pop and rock? What other what other music do you listen to Bes- besides Babyface and Kenny G? <laughs> besides them, um, I I listen to a lot of different stuff, but I think a lot of my like I've, I've I went towards kind of like a, a folky 
uh, poppy vibe, I feel like, in the beginning. And the more that I have, like, been writing and playing with my band, the more um, rock-driven it's gotten, which mm-hmm. has been very interesting to me because, like, I mean, essentially, that's what I grew up with, too. My parents had a, like, Christian rock-ish kind of, like, worship band. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we weren't doing the Christmas stuff, we were going around to different, you know, like, prisons or, or um, you know, uh, youth gatherings and, and um, like, church groups and stuff and playing music. And it was very, like, um, late 80s, early 90s kind of driven worship music in a, in a uh, to, you know, was in that, in that vibe. And mm-hmm. I feel like my music is a lot more influenced than that, that I ever thought it would be. Um, but, but then the people that I listen to and really love include like Weezer cake is probably yes, my favorite band. If not, yeah, it's probably my, uh, cake is probably my favorite band. I love um, cake, Fiona man. Apple, like way up there. Um, Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. um, Gosh, you know, like Green Day, that kind of alternative rock scene that was in the yeah. happening around like the late '90s, early 2000s. I actually very, like, like this year. I went through a phase with Cake's Comfort Eagle, and like <sighs> I had it in my car, and I played it on repeat for what had to be like two months. Like every song, I was so just good. like, "Oh my god, it's, it's so fantastic. so good." And Weezer, I uh, actually saw them this year for the second oh, time really? live, and like it's just so perfect. Like they're they're just so awesome. Why Rivers Cuomo is so cute, and like I was just so happy with it because I loved the White Album that they released. Like it makes me super super happy. So yeah, I still it was, haven't it listened great. to it. Really? Like they're yeah, really? like, so, like all of these. Bands, oh my course, gosh! Like, they're, like their more recent stuff. I'm like, dude. Oh, okay, well their most that? their but most yeah, most recent too. one that came out last or two months ago or came out within the okay. past two months. I would skip that one maybe. <laughs> Maybe don't go for that one. It's a bit poppy, okay. but the White Album, seriously, like, if you ever find yourself on a sunny day and you just want to, like, sing catchy songs b- mm-hmm. by Weezer, That's, like, I mean, please, what I like to do with please, I, I okay. love that album, like, so much. It's one of my favorites of theirs, actually. Awesome. They've had some I'll hit or, hit or miss stuff, but. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who, what band hasn't? Right. Do you know who the Mountain Besides. Goats are, by chance? Are they, they, I saw them in Montana. Really? Um, yeah. I was... At a really kind of crappy show that they, <laughs> they I think the, the, the lead singer ended up unplugging and like playing for the, you know, the people that were just in the front row because people were being like loud and shitty, you know? Oh, I behind. hate that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just one of those types of, it was like a college town show and it, there was, you know, there were things in the back of the room where people could like you know play ping pong or whatever and people were doing that instead of listening to music and, mm. and so he but it was it was a cool moment because i was really fr- near the front of the stage and so i kind of didn't even notice what was happening behind me and, <laughs> and was just like oh that's wow, interesting he's so cool. and then someone later was like yeah it's because these assholes in the back and i was like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> well lucky for us um but yeah, I haven't. What, have they had recent releases? Yeah, they. Um, I believe. I have not kept up with them. I want to say this year they put out. Yeah, they put out uh, Goths this year back in like April or May, and it was oh. it was really good. I I've always like my dad's always played them for me, and there's just something so unique about like this guy's voice, and I love the songwriting. Oh, totally. Like the Sunset yeah. Tree is such a good album for songwriting. 
And the reason why I brought them up is because um, I was listening to, to some of your other music, and on the on the Magic EP, there was a song that like I immediately thought of a Mountain Goats song, and I was like, that like that sounds really really, really similar. Yeah, that's why I bring it up because I was like, that sounds a lot like the Mountain Goats. So that that's that's interesting. Yeah, I'll send you the song. Um, I would love that. That made me think about it because like. Like just the guitar sounded really similar, and I was like, "That's the Mountain Goats." <laughs> I'm like, "That's not very the Mountain Goats," but that's cool. That's oh, cool. That's, yeah, that's very cool. That's like one of my favorite comparisons I've ever gotten. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes, definitely, cool. it, definitely good. You did a good job. It wasn't, it wasn't a riff. So. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's like Mountain Goats. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to. <laughs> no, it's not what I meant. But yeah, they're Thanks. still they're still releasing stuff pretty pretty frequently. Awesome. So. I need to I need to look more at their because I've I've loved the music that they I, I'm so bad at keeping up with bands but I'm trying to get a little bit better. About That's it. okay. See, I'm just like I'm balancing finding my obsessions like to keep up with, and then I'm also trying to find stuff from far before I was born that I have to like love. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like Radiohead for the past couple years, I've just been completely submerging myself and respecting because that's i don't know if you're into radiohead but i you know i i love their music like whenever i hear it i i really really love it but i never seek it out to listen to on my own really and i don't yeah i don't know why it's just not um like i i think if i if i can just like break into one of the albums and start like playing it on repeat all the time oh well i have a suggestion if so i don't get obsessed with (laughs) Oh, that's not that's totally not true though. I do get obsessed with music, but <laughs> I, I just haven't I haven't had that moment with with Radiohead. So I like recognize a lot of their music, but I'm not intimately familiar with it, which I feel like is an unfortunate thing for me. Well, I don't mean to be a Radiohead fan because Radiohead fans are often known to be like <laughs> Radiohead's the <laughs> only band I listen to. But like, mm-hmm. if you've enjoyed listening to them casually, then mm-hmm. yeah. I, I highly suggest you I know. digest I mean, and an the album. Thing, I, I feel like the reason that Radiohead fans are like that is because there's so much in their music to appreciate that, like, so much. if you go deep in it, like, there's there's just, like, there's so much to find there's and so, so much, much to love. And so I can see how, like, you could get really wrapped up in that and not have time to listen to anything else. You know, yeah, like, they, they, have enough mu- <laughs> they have enough music to where you can listen to just that, like... And they have, uh, it's called Towering Above the Rest. It's like a bootleg compilation, pretty much, of, like, huh. rare Radiohead tracks. And it's got, like, there's 24 disc versions of it. Like, there's just... Oh, my god! And that's that's just, like, live versions and, like, demo versions of songs alone. And, like, they're yeah. still amazing. That's what's so great about it is, like, even the throwaway stuff is, like, wow. So yeah. th- there's just so much to love. Like, my favorite band is the Beatles, like... As typical as that may be, just overall... That's, you know, I 100% understand. Just It's just the Beatles. Like, without a doubt for me, I grew up on them. There's not a single song that doesn't make me feel... And, like, to me, and I know I'm young, but, like, Radiohead is the closest I've come to finding another Beatles. And just in terms okay. of, like, amount of music and, like, music that I've never heard anything like it before, like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of what they are to me. So it's kind of just like a Beatles yeah. 2.0, pretty much. Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, comparison. Like that. Yeah, that's that's a part of the reason I like him so much is because like it's rare, like I don't think it's rare for a band to have a lot of music, but it's rare for a band to have a lot of music that's all really really good, and that that's the yeah. case for them to me. 
and sometimes I get like discouraged when I find a band that like I like a couple songs, but there's so much music because I'm like, oh, that's a whole thing. I have to like know it, yada yada. But like, definitely worth it. Absolutely worth it. And I am obsessive. Like when it comes to music and movies and anything, like when I when I like something, I just I I go through phases where I just listen to nothing but that, and I just learn everything about it, and I watch whatever there is to know about it. So that's that's sort of my complex of it, but yeah, but yeah, Radiohead. <laughs> I always find a way to bring them up. I just want to see them. That's that's about it. Yeah. Do you like hip hop at all? Random question. Um. Not a problem if you don't. I haven't gotten into it. Like, um. Yeah, I. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't not like it. It's just not something that I've spent a lot of time hmm. listening to. All right, let me add a spin on it. Did you hear DMX's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? By any chance? No. Do you know who no, DMX is? Yes. Okay, well, he released an official remix of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it is really, really, really funny. <laughs> in hip hop oh, yeah, by yeah. way of Christmas <laughs> in the door there. Here's a song from Shannon's new album, Sing We Now of Christmas. You can find it on Bandcamp or Spotify. This is her rendition of I'll Be Home for Christmas. I'm dreaming tonight of a place I love even more than I usually do. And although I know it's a long road Oh. 